The Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Revis. Good morning on a Sunday. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Freddie. Morning. How are you, Maddie? I guess it's afternoon. I'm oh, I'm okay. Afternoon. Yeah. I'm not hungover. I'm a little bit hungover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't want to, I just wanted to come out and say it right away. Sure. People are gonna be wondering. We're gonna, gonna be wondering. We were gonna get some tweets. So they're like, Matt's really not chipping in as much today. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Funneling screech or funneling screech? Yeah. <laughs> Did you pour screech down like a funnel tube like you're in high school? Or? <laughs> Just really, really ruin your next week. <laughs> you don't know what screech is? You never had screech, Matt? Scree- Wait, he go to the funneled? East Coast. Go to the East Coast. Kiss a cod. You talking about screech powers? No. I'm okay, about see, that's drink. what I'm thinking I'm talking about. about a drink called Screech. No, absolutely not. No, as soon as you leave Quebec, people shower you in Screech. Yeah. Screech. East yeah. of Quebec, it's like, instead of water, it's Screech. Screech. Yeah. Okay, well, give me, give me some, if you're listening to the pod, somebody send in some Screech. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right, well, I mean, now that that's settled. Yeah. yeah. Settle that. <laughs> How you doing, Kev? I'm good, man. How are you? Great. I'm uh, ready to talk some goddamn Raptors. Yeah, I'm ready to talk some goddamn NBA ball. Uh, you want to intro this guest or yeah. what? Yeah, he's a pretty good guest, I guess. Um, been he's, a few times, he's been on a few times. Yeah. Friend, uh, friend of the show, brother of some of us. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Thomas Revis. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing great. Oh, man. I love that. I feel like you've kept that intro solid for me. That <laughs> Oh, yeah. That, that's yours, buddy. It's that silky OG Ananobi song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just reminds it, me of him just like squeaking through the lane. Yeah. Is yes. that his favorite song? I could see him jamming to like as he's sidestepping people, just that song going off. Oh, man. He's so fun to watch. Like uh, uh, I was at the... Uh, I was at the Utah game, the the OVO night or whatever the hell that was, mm-hmm. and uh, and he had two dunks. One was just kind of like, oh, that's nice, and one was like, oh wow, I have not seen that before from you. It was like he kind of came from under the net and was like this reverse putback dunk, and it was kind of like, oh man, you're 21, and we're gonna see so many amazing things from you, and yeah. we don't even really know what. I know it's so nuts. Oh yeah, did you guys happen to see a quick shout out to Aaron Gordon's uh, breakaway backwards mm, dunk? No, no, I didn't see it. It was thunderous. Yeah, and what I was think, it? I didn't check his stat line, but I assume it was like he got six points. But man, oh yeah, that dunk was. Well, what was uh, special about it? Describe uh, the dunk. He he poked the ball out from uh, who was he playing? Uh, anyways, he was on a fast break, and it was just like everyone stood up, was ready for him to to throw it down, and he didn't disappoint. It was like a windmill backwards reverse dunk, beautiful breakaway. Love it. And then he immediately got subbed off. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, His coach was like, "That's rude. Let's take a seat." <laughs> well, they're like, "Got to rest you for the All Star." Mm. Yeah, I got benched one time when I uh, I closed my eyes during a free throw. <laughs> that was, it should get you. And benched. I hit it. Yes, you did hit it. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was wow. such a fluke. <laughs> like that's not something I do or I practice or anything like that. I was just getting yelled at by the people on the bleachers, and I was like, "Take this," and they took it. And so you did know. my coach, and he was like, uh, "That sucks. Don't ever do that." I'm benching you. Then <laughs> um, we're down by like sixty, so it's pretty embarrassing. Um, 
Let's let's start rolling on Raptors stuff. Matt, you wanna spike it? Okay, so first raptor question. When was the first fossilized raptor discovered in human history? Mm. I'm gonna say between ten and fifteen million years. Um Kevin? I'm gonna say nineteen sixty-three. Okay, Matt. When was it first discovered? Yep. It was in uh, 1912 in uh, northern Alberta. Matt's right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, fellas. Northern Alberta. They found it in the tar sands. Someone found one way back when. That's who runs the tar sands. (laughs) Watch the raptors controlled by that clicky thing, you know? Um, Okay, great. Uh, Good job on the first question, Matt. Um, So uh, I was at OVO night. I was at that uh, Utah Jazz loss. That was our fourth home loss all year. It's our first loss to a non-playoff team. Lots of reasons for the loss. Uh, you know, we shouldn't overreact or anything like that. But I, w- I want to focus the question this way. And Thomas, I'll start with you. What was the very worst part about the overall awful OVO night? <laughs> hmm. Single worst part about OVO night. There's tons to choose from. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it sucks so bad. Go ahead. Well, I, I've <laughs> personally been to many of the OVO nights. Yeah. And. I'm, I'm, I don't have it on now, but I often rock those shirts. So. Yeah. Well, check uh, this out. This one had no free T-shirts, so that's that's a gimme right there. Okay, then that's mine. Cause, well, what's another bad part? Uh, Drake wasn't there for most of the game. Not even close. He yeah. was at home, and he took pictures of himself when he was at home. <laughs> so that's another bad thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yikes. He was like, I'm wherever in Toronto and in pajamas, and I'm not coming to oh this my God. stupid night. Joke's oh. on all you guys. Yeah. Um I don't know. He was at the I was at the G State game and he was getting razzed by the fans because he was only in his seats for like three minutes of the yeah, last yeah. fourth quarter. But much must have hurt more to see him on the Jumbotron in his PJs giving you the finger. They never put him on the Jumbotron, but people, you know, were checking their Instagrams nearby and they're like, Oh, Drake's like doing things and he's not here. Um, um, quick, look, quick question for Thomas, just sure. about Drake here. Uh, you play uh, NBA 2K, right? Uh-huh. Is there a Drake character that you can play with? Uh, I haven't unlocked a character. because oh, I've I'm seen, sure. I saw a clip of like Drake doing a huge dunk on 2K. I'm sure people you <laughs> make my player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, I thought that. My guy looks drive. like I just pressed, I just tried to get the game going quick. Sometimes you have fun and make the huge noses and whatnot. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Pinocchio ballers. <laughs> Pinocchio noses. ballers are great. Sometimes like, me and Freddie, we, we've made a wizard. Yeah. We've yeah. made uh, the, yeah. the, the. I made like a Gandalf the Grey. We made a Gandalf a great. We made the 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 big eared guy who was pink haired. who was a great center <laughs> back yeah. in the day. But I just clicked. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I really <laughs> the, the the stock guy is really Lonzo Ball. I think. Mm. So my character, it's, I'm having fun. But I <laughs> what's that? Sorry, like the the the, the player that you start out with. Yeah, in like 2K. the default. Yeah, your default looks like Lonzo Ball or is Lonzo Ball? Looks like Lonzo oh, okay. Ball. So it's kind of taken away a bit of the game for me. You know. Right. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so OBO <laughs> night, was there a single worst part or just overall shit? Um, 
I just can't go down that road. But fair enough. Okay. Why did you have such a problem with it? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, like we're. I'm, we're, I'm honestly, you just, sa- you're I'm, really pressing me. I'm on saving this, some I'm, stuff here. I feel time. like this is not a question. I feel like this is a like, hey guys, you. can can yeah. you can I go <laughs> I nuts here? You. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm just I'm just you know getting a feel for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, I is think there anything I, you didn't like about I think you, I think you touched on it pretty solidly. Where it was like, it's become this all of a sudden weird thing that the organization is so keyed up on. And Drake is like, yeah, we can stop though. Like, I don't know. Jerseys are fun. I'm, I'm around. I got a, I got a headband out. too. Cool. Sorry, you got a headband one time? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I also got, they give you shirts and headbands. Nice. And you got, yeah. you got a lint roller in the past. Okay, that's, that's a cool. positive. You know, nice. that's a positive. These are Getting things. anything's yeah. nice. I, I think I think that part of it then is is the fall from grace. This is like, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, so I see what's going on here. Yeah, Thomas is talking about like, you know, the previous old, good old Drake days. Exactly. The good old OVO nights. Yeah. Do you think um, it was so soured for you because of the performance of the Raptors? Yeah. Well, it pretty, okay. It was yeah. a pretty dudful game. So I'm I'm gonna get into that. I, uh, every time um every time before we do this podcast, I always throw it on our, on the uh, the uh, Raptors Facebook page. Uh, most of us are a part of called "Give Me Some Raptors News." I think Ooh. about seven of the ten questions were why was OVO night so bad? Yeah. So I think that needed to be addressed in the podcast. Yeah. Some people, Gary Rideout <laughs> uh, threw out some stuff. Brian Kimmel threw out some stuff. Gary, uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, was curious about um, did the uh, crappy looking court actually affect the negative play of the Raptors. Interesting. I thought the court looked cool. The welcome Toronto thing is the, really weird. The welcome, the welcome Toronto, Toronto thing is thing a disaster. Like, yeah, what does it, it mean? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody yeah. cares. It's not, it's not related to anything the at big all, thing, aside the big from thing maybe is, Canadian friendliness. For sure. The big thing is nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're pushing a new brand... Explain it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, it's like... This know. time, Toronto <laughs> is now here. Yeah. yeah it, it, I think there was uh, a sense of vagueness. Yeah. Um, which has kind of been our relationship with Drake in general. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I think it's such a shame that the... I know that, he's, that he was the global ambassador and that was like a thing and legitimizing, but I feel like the marketing people ran past Drake with it. Yes. And, you know, yes. it's like point. you do, to a certain degree, you got to let the, like, team celebrities dictate their own pace for it to be cool at all because otherwise it's just more shitty marketing. Nailed it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the court, for me, wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I, I like, uh, aside from Welcome Toronto, but otherwise yeah, I thought I'm, the court I'm was cool. I'm not crazy about Chevrons in general. No. Um, on the road, first of all. Uh, second of all, on jerseys. It's not very yeah. creative. It's already on the road. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, on the, I thought the jerseys were pretty ugly looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I like black and gold, actually, yes. yeah. uh, as a color combination. But again, I'm not one of those people that cares that much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, seeing all these questions on Give Me Some Raptors News, what I was thinking about, which really, really sucked, and... <clears throat> Me and Matt were curious at first because I went to the game with Matt uh, uh, get, um, on was Friday. It? Friday, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think what sucked the most is for the casual fan um, the ticket prices. So they oh. were double, almost triple. And, oh my god! And there was zero reason for, for a that. Utah game. Yeah. For a Utah game on a Friday uh, with no real significance of any kind. Yeah. Like um, so, our ticket prices since we are the kind of the season seat ticket holders. Yeah. They average out to be who knows maybe like forty. I think it's around 35. forty to sixty, maybe. Sure. It's like the general range, and then sure, there's yeah, a couple exactly. that are more. We we basically get five games a year 
So um, how much was the Utah one? The Utah was uh, $95. Oh, my okay, God. Cool. Yeah. Which I'm is go- like God. roughly the price of like in, in previous years, like a Calves or yeah. a G-Steak. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, or, I, I'm going to the Lakers today, yeah. and they got a junk squad, but it's just the Lakers, yeah. and it's also like a 90 game. I think part of what everyone's hating about or what I'm hearing about Drake and it's just like he's been so involved for a long time and maybe he takes a step back and probably at a bad time in an OVO night. But he has done a bunch and you see him at random, like I've seen him at a Charlotte game. Oh, year. I love Drake. So yeah. it's like, yo, people I have no problems hate with Drake. Drake. Drake Knight is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still about it too. I'm like, okay. yo, guess what? He ain't Tell there. him what we learned. Tell him what we learned after the game. Remember when we were on the train? Would that boy tell... Remember what happened? What did, what did Drake oh, do? Okay. Did Drake oh, my do? God, Matt. Yeah. Matt is coming in with such a joyous, <laughs> joyous, amazing story that's going to bring us all back. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so we uh, were, were heading, uh, heading back home on the up because we're... Fucking rich like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, Whoa, 20 six bucks? No, dude? they asked for six bucks a game, 27. <laughs> oh. So the price isn't the reason this baby's full. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so gave him 27 bucks. The guy pocketed uh, 21 right in front of my eyes. <laughs> and um, no, we, we saw this kid and his mom. And randomly, they just started talking about, uh, they showed up to a game one night and... He was fully outfitted. He's one of those kids that just like has all yeah. all the jerseys. He had like a, J- a Drake ring. Yeah, he's the t- type of kid you see on the basketball court. And you just know you're gonna punk him <laughs> so hard, <laughs> and you know that he, he's gonna take these awful like he's the person you're ex- shots. Yeah, excited you're gonna, when you you're gonna when humiliate this kid on the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Everyone perks up when that guy oh, shows yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. and, but anyways, uh, so they show up to the game and Drake. Uh, Drake, I guess, wasn't coming to the game and let the Raptors staff know that. So they come and approach this mom and her son and they ask them if they want to sit in Drake's seats. Aww. So, the, the, yeah, uh, and, and this is before, this is right after the anthem, she said. Yeah. So they got to watch the entire game from Drake's seats. And how much are those? Um, how much are those seats? They were thirty-eight hundred dollars per seat. Oh my god! So <laughs> huge this. shout out to Drake yeah. or whoever's involved in that seat arrangement. For making sure that people get to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, maybe let him run Drake night. It was a fucking disaster. Um, <laughs> let the kid okay. run Drake night. Yeah, let that kid run Drake night. You know what I mean? Everyone gets a Drake ring. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty a little bit more. Uh, you always got to talk about JV when you're talking about the Raptors because he's such a mercurial figure, and um, you know. <laughs> The way he's played ties into Casey, ties into, you know, Lowry and DeRozan sharing the ball and this idea that maybe at one point he was going to be our third guy. And, you know, you start to start to think as he's played so well this last month and a half, it's like, is he becoming our third guy? Is he better than Ibaka? Maybe not. Maybe that's a bit much. But my question to uh, – I'll start with Thomas again. Um, my question to you is – is this a hot streak for JV this last, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit less than a month, but last month or so? Or has JV found a way to be efficient in his minutes? Yeah, I think Ibaka is a big part of how he's been able to, like, you know, Ibaka's went really up and down this year, but I think that he, it's crazy how they've been able to play together and before the season and just that little sample size. Wasn't sure if that was going to happen. But I think we've always kind of seen his potential. Like, we've seen him in the playoffs. What was it? I know it's here and there, but he's had some monstrous games. He's still got a lot to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, 
if you if you had to take a guess, do you think that this is you know JV's twenty five, he's rounding into form. This is this type of efficiency, this type of strong play in short minutes, is what we're going to see from him, you know, in the next couple of years, or or do you think this is a hot month? And and he'll regress I, back he'll, to the guy who No, I think he'll definitely like maybe take a little bit of a step back. He's not gonna be able to sustain how hot he's been this last bit, but mm. I don't know. Watching him play, he's 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 great. He can he can ball. He's shown it to us. I think he can maintain close to this level. Playing with Ibaka, I think, really brings that out. Yeah. So for you, like a big part of it is the chemistry with Ibaka that's emerged this year has kind of allowed him to, you know. Play with a little bit more consistency? Totally. And he's been this last month and a bit, like, I think it was in the Utah game where he, like, pump faked a guy at the oh, three. And we saw it all from him in the Utah yeah, game, yeah. man. He did a two-step and, like, left hand crammed it in. Totally. Yeah. Like, he uh, used his his threat of the three. I know. Um, to, to drive all the way from a three and cram a huge dunk. Like, that's something... For, yeah, I mean, I'm I might be wrong, but I don't think we've ever seen that from JV before. I mean, like, I think maybe a pump fake from the three and like you know make his way to a dunk. But this was a full on, you know, a guy went flying by him because he pump faked the three, took two steps and just cranked it back and dunked it. It was and he's crazy. always done those little pump fakes, but like in years past, it's like he you could see him hesitate and not make a decision, and when he would get the ball and commit to shooting. He does have a good stroke, so mm-hmm. it's good that he's stepping out, and it's just like, yeah, on a play like that, it's like expanded his game exponentially. Yeah. But it's also having another guy like Ibaka there who it's already, he's way past that. He's like, you hit me open on the three, and I'm going to hit that. Right. And together, they just have such good chemistry. Cool, cool. Um, Kev, what, what are you feeling on uh on JV's recent play. Yeah, I mean, I think he's actually, for most of the season, being improved. Um, the numbers haven't always borne it out, but I think that he's, I think he's just stepped up his confidence on both sides. I think this new system is is bringing, bringing the best out of him, just like it's been bringing the best out of everyone else, you know, once everyone gets their legs mm-hmm. within it. Um, I think Tom touched on a big thing for JV. Uh, it's the confidence in his shot, like the fact that he's not up faking and then not shooting from like 15 feet out. You yeah, know what I mean? He's making better decisions he's just, too. He's making he's... better, faster decisions. Um, I think it's interesting with Ibaka because I think that JV was always going to be the third guy. Then we traded for Ibaka and it's like, oh, Ibaka's the third guy now. Right. And it's sort of been like neither of them has been able to consistently be the third guy. I think Ibaka's just had the more experience and the more... Uh, more impact on more important games than JV ever has. So I think it's sort of him by default, but I wouldn't be surprised if both of them end up reg- like not regressing, sorry, but not quite grabbing that for sure. Third guy and someone else on the team maybe gets it or maybe that a trade happens. Great. Or for it's kind of like third guy by committee. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, or just OG next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think that he, I think that what we're seeing from him in the last little bit, is in, in line enough with what we've seen of him in flashes in the playoffs that, like, I don't know if he's going to be, like, a 25 and 14 guy. Right. Um, but, like, I could see him just being consistently more confident, making better decisions, maybe getting better passes. Who knows? Maybe getting a bit better at help D. Um, he's looked all right on He's D. looking better. He's looking um, better. I'm, I'm uh, lifting some stats from the Locked On podcast and uh, Sean Woodley. Everyone listen to that podcast all the time, by the mm-hmm. way. It's amazing. Um 
But uh, he was saying that JV per 36 is uh, uh, averaging almost two blocks, which is more than he usually does. Yeah. And um, his, uh, uh, you know, points against defense is uh, 103. Great. You know, which is uh, yeah, better, respectable. Than le- better than league average. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so he's contributing to some um, – we're, we're going to get to the Raptors' defense in, in a little while. Mm-hmm. But um, we're fifth overall in defense. Yeah. And that's kind of been uh, something that hasn't really been discussed with this Raptors squad. Yeah. Well, we were so, – was it last year that we were top 10 once again in both offensive defense? I think this is the first time we've been top 10 in both. Pretty sure. I think in this run, there's been one or two times where we have been top 10. Um, like for a whole season, though? Yeah, we, I think we finished top 10 um, in both categories, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I, I know for the last four years, we've like the lowest we've been on offense is like like top six. Yeah, we're always good um, on offense. In the regular season, yeah. obviously. Um, and I think one or two of those years, we like, were like 10th or 9th defensive mm-hmm. team. Um yeah, no, I I think JV has, you know, kind of just uh, scooping from a bunch of points that you guys were saying. Um, I think the Ibaka chemistry thing is an interesting thing because throughout this year, um, you know, we, we have seen how Ibaka has integrated himself in a bunch of different situations with, with all of our regular roster. Yeah. And we've seen some bad stuff. You know, Ibaka holds onto the ball. And I wish they were both better passers, JV. And yeah. Ibaka. That would be yeah. great, obviously. And, and, and I think we've seen improved passing from JV for sure this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. And just a bit more, uh, you know, uh, kind of going over to your point, um, so much of what we've done with JV, or I think you guys kind of, kind of both said this, um, so much of what we've seen from JV He's done pieces of in the past, and mm-hmm. he's 25, and it does seem like um, he's putting it together in a way that isn't some hot play. Like, let's yeah. take OG, for instance. Um, you know, the first, like, 30 games or so with OG, he's showing us a bunch of stuff that, you know, people didn't see in college. People were excited about, uh, you know, just stuff that, like, the three-point game from OG is something that no one even said was their period. So seeing that... Uh, like it's how, just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's exciting. It's kind of like, oh my God, you can maybe shoot the three and like that changes your whole outlook as a player. Like you're not, your upside isn't, uh, justice Winslow. Yeah. Your upside is a, someone totally different. Yeah. Um, but what we've seen from JV, I think, uh, we've seen glimpses of in the past and the three, for instance, seems like he's not forcing it. Mm-hmm. seems kind of natural. seems like something he's slowly integrating to his game in, in a responsible manner. Yeah. So it kind of just seems like it's all earned. And, you know, it hasn't been through playing plus 30 minutes a game. It yeah. hasn't been through Casey finally letting go of that leash. It's been through JV being like, all right, I guess I'm going to play 16 minutes tonight. Yeah. I'm going to be good in those yeah. six minutes. And I'm going to make sure that, you know... Um, I'm productive on the floor. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think JV's conditioning is probably just not there for him to play 30-plus minutes a game for the whole season, um, yeah, which is also an interesting It's like, a good point with, with a lot of centers in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know, we might be looking at the center position a bit more like, uh, you know, the NFL looks at the running back position sure, yeah. in a couple of years just where... Splitting it. Yeah, it's just this committee thing. You know, you see Cleveland trying a bunch of different stuff. You see Golden State playing center by committee in general. and Yeah, and, and it's like, that's the thing is like, that's a good point. Like Golden State, they do a lot of things by committee and it's, we're logging up those hours, especially for the big guys. It's a lot of running and 
we talk a lot of stuff, but a lot of people don't know the internal conditionings and what happens a lot of time, like in practice and Mm -hmm. what coaches really feel about like, how long can I stretch this guy for this next four weeks if I'm actually considering making a run in the playoffs? Right. Like Lowry, 48 minutes a game for the entirety of February and March or else. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like run with what you got. So uh, yeah, I would, it sucks to see his limits like his 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 uh, minutes uh, have like limits on them, but mm-hmm. in the long run, it's probably yeah yeah. No, I mean, I I thought about that in, in the past too. With like, you know, my this is like my full turnaround on Dwayne Casey yeah. here, oh, yeah. where even my old criticisms have kind of like eroded to the point where I'm like, I mean, sure, there might be some whiz out there or something like that. But we really got a solid coach who's really set a foundation and changed our entire franchise into a winning one, um, past and present. And I, you know, I'm looking at some of the things he's done to JV in the past and was he a bit harsh? You know, was he maybe, did he make some wrong decisions? Should he have played him down the stretch against the Clippers this year? Sure. But overall, maybe Casey was reading the tea leaves all along and, and being like, I'm going to sustain this guy for a very long time. I'm going to make sure he plays till 35. And also the NBA is going away from centers and I'm not going to play him in the clutch. Um, and, yeah. you know, might happen. Like I think we saw, like we were talking on talk, uh, touched on JV in the playoffs is like, he's a, he's a hungry guy. I think that's one thing everyone can agree on is oh, loves like, chips. It oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a, yeah, no, he loves yeah. chips. Dr- drunk with Sega burgers. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's what really drives him to mm-hmm. want to play so hard in all yeah. these games. So keeping that, uh, fire going for him in playoffs once again. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers. No one can, you can't see it cause you can just hear me, but. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers under my legs right now that <laughs> okay. he's going to be ready for playoffs just, again. Just a little additional JV question for uh, for all three of you, actually, before we move on. Mm. So um, let me just paint the picture. JV's ice fishing, right? He's, uh, <laughs> he's deep Lake Simcoe, right? Okay. Just Whoa. him. Yeah. It's dark. You know, it's like one of those Coca-Cola commercials where there's like, you know, no sun or whatever, but mm-hmm. like it's going to come at some point. So you just kind of see twinkling lights. And he's fishing, 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 and he pulls up the water monster from uh, Shape of Water. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm following. Uh, Kev, I'll go to you first. Who leans in for the kiss first, JV or the water monster? Oh, it's utterly mutual, for sure. I'm sorry to cop out on you like that. No, but, no. If but it's love a, is love is love. Yeah, man. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, water monster, JV. JV just reels him up. Uh, it's not a painful scenario. It's kind of graceful. <laughs> and who do you think leans in for the kiss first, the water monster or JV? They're in the middle of the ice, Lake Simcoe. It's beautiful. Middle of the ice. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, like the two dogs slurping the uh, spaghetti noodles. Wow. So same as Kev. Love is love is love. (laughs) Okay. No problem. Uh, Tom, is there an instigator here? Uh, Yeah, for sure. It's JV. He's a mystic (laughs) man. Yeah. He knows Simcoe area almost better than, uh, honestly, tweet to the show about your uncle that lives in Simcoe, JV <laughs> knows it better. Yeah. And he's a welcoming guy, so. Fair enough. Um, since I made up this scenario and there's <laughs> literally no rules mm-hmm. and I haven't seen the movie, um, let's say that the uh, G.I. Joe-style character from 
um, Avatar rolls in on one of those uh, okay. jets, yeah. and he just lights the whole cottage up. Yeah. So both those guys don't don't survive. They fall on underwater, <laughs> and this time there's no kiss. That's that's where they rest. Okay. Lake Simcoe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a legend and a story for all time. Nice. Um, the shape of water. What do we do about our center problem in that instance? No, we don't have one. We got Bay Bay, and we got yeah. Pirtle. Um, right. Okay. So, uh, Tom, uh, Utah, Boston. Uh, Golden State twice, I think. Maybe another team that I can't think of. Maybe Miami, actually. Um, do the Raptors, uh, this current iteration of the Raptors, with the culture change and all that, do they have a problem in the clutch? It hurts to say, but you know, I think we've seen it over and over. And, and until we get this ball moving and hopping at the end to pass up a, 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 a good shot for a great shot, like, I love having a player that is Kobe-esque, but mm-hmm. uh, and I think that helps. But you need right you, Kobe most missed shots of all time, right? Exactly, yeah. and he still hit a lot of shots, and is the kind of guy you want. De- DeRozan has all those qualities, but we do need the ball to move in the clutch to get better shots. Because I think a, a lot of the complaints we had about Dwayne Casey over the years was just those. Some for a long time it was inbounding the ball. It mm-hmm. couldn't even run a play to get the ball. So it was like four years ago. It's like we had a five second violation, like with fourteen seconds to go, and it's mm-hmm. like, what's going on here? And his end of the game, getting an easy shot for DeRozan, there seems to be struggles. And I think until that ball is hopping a little bit more to get DeRozan a better shot we're still going to have problems in the clutch. Okay, so it is, it is a problem. Um, Kevin? I, th- I think it sort of always has been with Casey. Um, he, like, okay, so... Like, is this overblown, you know? Like, is this, like, a thing the Raptors fans should be thinking about? Like, oh, I want to see a tight game so we can prove ourselves in the clutch. It's, yes. It to seems, have confidence in the playoffs. It or? seems like it's something the Raptors players are thinking about to me. Um, it's, it's always always been a thing i think that the inability to inbound a ball is like not just technical um you know there's like a mental element to that too mm-hmm. um and i think it does come down to like obviously you want your best player taking the last shot and that's just right that's clearly that's what you want yeah but i think that casey has articulated this to be like you know kevin durant's going iso lbj's going iso and it's like sort of yes but also yeah you need to you don't have to just hand him the ball with 24 seconds and then have him hold it for 14 seconds and then start to do something. It's like you can get him the ball off of running around screens and setting, yeah. you know, like back cuts. Doesn't always have to Doesn't be just have way. to be him starting and finishing the play. That's know? a really, really good point. Yeah. And I think that's generally where the problem because I, you know, I think I think you look at DeRozan and you're like, "Oh wow, he you know, he's become more efficient. He's you know, that shot against Boston, mm-hmm. could he easily hit it? We yes. beat Boston. Yeah, totally. Different narrative. Yeah. DeRozan's clutch, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just not enough action yeah. on the play. Yeah, exactly. And whether that's a uh, decoy, whatever it is. Even um, just if DeRozan doesn't let go of the ball, if someone's running around the guy defending him, then the guy defending him has to take his eyes off DeRozan for even a split second. You know, it's like little things like that will make life easier. Yeah, and, 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 you know, with DeRozan's floaters and his at-the-rim finishing. 
or is it always a baseline fadeaway oh for God, him? Yeah. You know, in this scenario, I don't know. Was it Joe Ingles guarding him? I don't know if it was Joe Ingles or Rubio. I should know. I was at the game, but um, Gobert came over and helped. Yeah, and he's like maybe the single best defender in the NBA. Yeah. So for Dwayne Casey, aren't you kind of aware that? You know, Quinn Snyder, who's an amazing coach, Very good coach. Um, is kind of is aware that DeRozan is going to get the ball here and in some regard is planning for that. So, you know, he's going to he's going to tell Gobert, hey, you're guarding JV or Ibaka. Who, JV or wasn't who, even in the game, right? At that point. Yeah, you're sorry. You're right. He wasn't yeah. in the game. Right, so you're guarding Ibaka, but he's probably telling Gobert, you're, you know, like in quotations, guarding Ibaka, but also like heads up, DeRozan's going to shoot this ball. Yeah. Um. So, do what you need to do. Uh, also, so like, yeah, the, the the Raptors have to like work harder. I'm not sure how to do it, but to get better switches for if if the case is going to be DeRozan's taking those shots, it's like yeah, there needs to be more action, more action in setting him up in with a defender who can't handle it. More, yeah, it's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, and we, Utah has some really strong defenders because even Rubio, who's the point guard, yeah, is pretty great. pretty good defender. Yeah, um, but but even though know, I, I I agree, like you have to get what you want more, and I think that's the problem because and it's there's like, got to be there's got to be dribble handoffs. Yeah, there's got to be top of the key plays. that people are just like we're running through the motions. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, there's just got to be like yeah backup plans for that. So I was like trying to get him those switches, but you know. There's the ball's gotta hop more like yeah. in San Antonio, so where it's like if that's not working, you gotta pass it and make the defense move. This this is a couple years older now, but um Zach Lowe did a piece where he was just showing like I think it was Avery Bradley is one of like the best actors when he like makes a cut or like runs a route because he the whole time he's doing it as though he's gonna get the ball. Like he's right, going, like, a, like, a, like a football player. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You yeah, run, you're a tight you end. Run. You know you're not getting the ball. Yeah. And you've like sold two or three people on the field that it's like, oh my God, the guy's going to get the ball. And yes. then it's like go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, and that's the whole point of it. And I feel like a lot of the players on our team, especially in ISO situations, like do these little token moves. Like right. even the screens are sort of like, meh. Yeah, and whoever's guarding Miles yeah. looks at Miles and they're like, I know this guy knows he's not getting the ball. Yeah, exactly. Or like maybe he'll get the ball if there's like some weird scramble, but you can tell in his head that he's like, I'm not getting the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not preparing for a shot. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And DeRozan's getting better at passing out of double teams, and I feel like that's... He that, is, yeah. That like ought to be an end of game plan in its own Yeah, right. and you know, I think it's weird to bring up, you know, these clutch scenarios uh, against probably, you know, I don't know where Utah is... Uh, because of missing Gobert for such a long time, but Utah, Boston, Golden State, mm-hmm. probably all in the top six defensive teams. Yeah, I would have to really? like assume. Yeah. Utah at twenty one and twenty eight. Wow. Yeah, no, sorry, still U- Utah's having a score. really bad season, but they miss Gobert. I, I I don't know how long they've missed Gobert this year, but I know when he's on the court, they're pretty exceptionally good defensively, even without Gordon Hayward. Um, okay, uh, moving on a little bit here. Uh, I brought this up before. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, this is kind of, I guess a little bit of an addition to this question, um, you know, focusing on the clutch as well, but, uh, does the Raptors defense not get enough attention? Um, they were great against Utah. Like I was at the game, the defense was not the problem. Um, everyone's going to focus on Lowry, 
um, doubling so hard on Mitchell in that last play and Rubio hitting the shot. But Rubio's a 22%. Yeah, that's, what, that's that, what you do. That's a nicely programmed yeah. end of yeah, the yeah, game yeah. scenario. I'm sure you want to contest the shot more or whatever or block the shot even. But the thing is, you know, it wasn't Mitchell taking the shot. It wasn't Ingles. It wasn't someone that we didn't want. It was Rubio. It, yeah. was, it was their, you know, if if it's if you flip, if you reverse it, uh, out of all the people on the court, it's DeRozan taking the the three point shot at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be our worst three point shooter right, taking right, right. the shot. Like yeah. Utah would have gotten what they wanted. So, um, yeah. What's what's your thoughts? I guess on the Raptors defense this year. It's honestly, it's been great. I think I think OG is like a major factor in that because he can guard. He's so switchable. He can guard everyone. He's so smart. Yeah. He's just and he's like, such found money. He, I was like, just I, I was oh, yeah. literally about to use that exact expression. Yeah. Just so and I, I think I think probably part of um part of what we're gonna have to contend with this season is people adjusting to us having him because I don't think anyone figured that was happening in right. their in their preseason planning for right. us. Um, and you see the planning take more and more effect as the season goes along. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, his defense in the three spot there, that that's a huge – that was a, a big question mark for us for a long time. So yeah. the minutes that he's been able to provide there has been really troublesome. Yeah, the, so the, ra- the Raptors' yeah. search for a three has been <laughs> crazy like over a decade. Quite. or I don't even know. Since, since Garbo, basically? Yeah, and, and draft, I think so. Drafting a guy who can – you know what was that? What was it two weeks ago when he went against LeBron and then at the game like he didn't have a great one against Kevin Durant and I was at that game mm-hmm. on yeah. Saturday night, but it was like this guy's a rookie. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. And he's it's put, incredible. And there's like you know he's obviously going to get roasted a bunch by mm-hmm. those guys, yeah. but it's like I, I, him or Garbo. Yeah, and it's like well, I'd take Garbo. Yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I take prime Garbo. Um, um, but yeah, and it's also, you know, JV and DeRozan both getting better. Um, I think Ibaka being around from the start of a season is like a big deal. Um, you know, he's he's had an up and down season, but he's he brings the, men- the mentality of defense for sure. Yeah, still put totally. up a game with five blocks, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's a great rim protector. And I think I think that like Everyone always talks about Casey's like incredible defensive system that he had when it was when he was uh, defensive coordinating for Dallas, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know, that was a special circumstance. He had Chandler, you had Marion. I feel like this is like, the, it's not there, but it's the closest this Raptors team has ever been to having that sort of personnel to like pull off that sort of a vision of like this hyper switching, right? Uh, you know, like. Yeah, ever just we have so many switchable players, like yeah. on the bench and in our starting lineup. And Pertl is crazy. Siakam's nuts. Like Delon Wright is so long. Powell's Powell, like and yeah. you know that. So like we forget that Dwayne Casey has a ring. Yeah, and he did a lot to get that ring. Right, and he was he was widely acknowledged for his part in how he got that ring. 100%. Um, and the people that are playing with him now, he does have, you know, there's motivation there in that he's been to the promised land and it's through his style. So we've proven that there are times, yeah, we play some hype defense. It's just, I think what bothers me most is seeing uh, our classic three quarters. Mm. And I'm not sure sometimes, most of the time, it's the first quarter where we're just so floppy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I you, if ever we're going to cross that 
bridge, it needs to be 48 minutes of the defense that puts us in positions to win. Because when we're playing great defense, our team is insane. Like, we can hang in any game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so what, what's your, is your, is your biggest takeaway, Tom, that um, Dwayne Casey kind of finally has the personnel he needs, but it's still not a full equation defensively? Like, yeah, like, like I think. How, he, how about this? Does our team, as currently you know, structured, have the potential to be the single best defensive team in the NBA? No, but I would agree with that. Just because mm-hmm. we, we don't have a profound defensive player, we don't have a Draymond or a Gobert, yeah, totally, or we, Kawhi, yeah. or you know, we don't have that player who's like transcendent on D, um, and then also good defensive players around him. But and like now we have a superstar. In DeMar DeRozan, I'd say he's 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 right there, mm-hmm. but I think to be one of the best defensive teams, you need a, a couple of those superstars who are also very defensive minded. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think I think for me the biggest takeaway is um, that we have so many players that are kind of defensively. Uh, advantaged in certain scenarios. Yeah. So like DeLon generally when he's on the court has a massive defensive advantage against who, whoever. whomever he's guarding. You know, if he's you with the league going so much smaller, when he plays the two, um he's generally never outsized and he's never slower than anyone else too. It, it, DeLon is so deceiving the yeah. way he moves. He's he seems like he's slow, but he's almost never in a position where people are blowing by him. His on-ball defense, I, I I would probably say it's tight, but he's up there for being our best on-ball defender. And um, he, he's re- he's really good at getting his hand in the cookie jar. Too. Oh, mm-hmm. he's fantastic! And, when and people he, are coming by, yeah, he's 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 a, he's a he's a very smart like he's a smart defender. You can tell by his shot. It's not his offensive game that has put him in a an NBA position. Yeah, yes. you know, and he, he he blocks people out of nowhere, like. Uh, even Van Vliet is so good at like you know jumping on those double teams. Like I think for me the second unit really shows that as long as like two out of the five of those guys are ready to bring it that night, yeah, they can at the very least, not really including CJ Miles here, who's not even that bad, but um, you know out of our defensive guys or let's say like our young guys including OG, um, they're they're. They can get their like like uh, at least half of them can get their defense going, even if they can't get their offense going. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Siakam is like such a standout, just because I think it's crazy. He's so he's he's so 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 fast, and he's not as strong as OG, but he's a little bit smarter, and he recoups a bit faster. Yeah, and I swear, it's like any point guard. Just point guards can't blow by him, and uh, it's only these rare situations where you see like an Ennis Cantor or some guy who's sh- just straight up stronger than him mm-hmm. bully him a bit. You saw it happen with Lamarcus Aldridge, but he's a smart rebounder. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is, yeah. And, and, and and most of what you know defense consists of now in the NBA is these pick and rolls and you know the whole Draymond effect. And I think that Siakam's the closest to that. Yeah. How often does he just? Not foul a guy and make a guy airball or just strip a point guard or something like that. Yeah. His, his hands are fantastic. Yeah. Can you imagine if he could score at all? <laughs> yeah, he's not insane. like yeah, his is I think as the season has progressed, we've seen just how raw uh Siakam is. Yeah. He, he doesn't lack in confidence, so you feel like at some point it's gonna switch, <laughs> but 
He yeah, he is quite raw on offense. Like yeah. he he's good. He's got that wide receiver catch mm-hmm. down yeah. where he's like sprinting the court can catch it and finish and he's, it. He's a good passer, weirdly. He is. Yeah, he's great at those interior passes. He yeah. seems like he's always so is OG. Yes, him and OG have a lot of similarities. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Um, okay. I wish I, I wish I saw more professional athletes visibly lack confidence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I love watching Norm as well. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm still a Norm fan. I think he'll figure it out. No, best clip of all time, Big Baby, right? Oh, jeez. Visibly lacking confidence. Okay, I I don't even want to. That that makes me sad. You know what I mean? (laughs) Everyone laughs about that moment. That was straight up abuse, okay? And we all had to watch it. KG's a bad dude. And then we had to laugh about it. It was like, this is Did you laugh at Bruno crying when he was on for five minutes? You know what? I did laugh at that one. That was great because he cried after getting like, Crowned. He got he got crowned by like a guy who's not in the play. NBA named yeah. CJ Fair. So the <laughs> fact that he was bawling, I think was like for me that was like I laughed because it was also a moment of growth. It was like watching a little kid on their like you know trying to ride the bike for the first time bailing and crying because you're like oh you'll be able to ride the yeah. bike at some point. It was also very humanizing because like that's how I'd react probably. That's how I'd react. Yeah. And also the, it's like the crowd was <laughs> chanting his name. Bruno was like he six, was, you know, or Bruno's like six nine. So was also funny about that is like oh that like has literally never happened to you. You're a beast. Yeah. Like when you played basketball with anyone ever in your life. They probably looked at you and were like, I'm not going to try and dunk on that guy. Yeah. Like, look at him. You know what I mean? But then you came to the D League and some guy's like, I'm trying to earn a contract. Heads up. Hollyo! And you know, just crowned a 6'9 guy. Um, I think I said like, Holly Ho? But I was trying yeah. to say, what was I trying to say? Tally Ho? Tally Ho. Is, is that what they say when this, like a pirate swings? <laughs> yeah, that's Tally Ho. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's Holly Ho. Holly Ho. Holly Ho. Okay. Uh, just moving on here. Um, as the uh, as the famous Bill Blair said, uh, I will not weed su- sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will not succumb to fear and favor. Um, taking that <laughs> phrase okay. completely in a different direction. Okay, fear uh, and favor. Uh, do I do I fear Derek Favors? Is that where this is going? Yep. <laughs> no. Uh, who uh, who's uh, out of the probable uh, mat, uh, uh, playoff opponents? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to play for the Raptors, and who do you not want to play? Um, if you're wondering who that might be, mm-hmm. I'm just going to raffle it off here. Right. Tom, you're looking at the standings, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think the, you know, uh, being honest, the Raptors are not going to dip to fourth. That's probably not going to happen. So we're probably three, two, and one. Uh, so looks like our playoff opponents are going to be um, one of uh, Milwaukee, Washington, um, Detroit or New York? Who am I missing? I, I don't think it's uh, going to be Miami missing... or Cleveland because they look like they're going to be 5-4, correct? Yeah. Uh, Indy. Indy. In- I'm sorry. Indy, Washington, Philly. Oh, Philly. Milwaukee, right. Cause, cause, Detroit, New York. It's we hot- hard to say Charlotte's out of the race Okay, yet. fair enough, fair enough. So out of all those teams, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, who are you like shit if we if we get lined up against? Milwaukee. 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 So you're for both sure. like Milwaukee. No, no for contest. Sure. I also like kind of rather avoid Philly, um, just sort of because of the whole like fight thing and Embiid maybe having a playoff breakout. I'm obviously way less scared of them. Okay. Um, I would love that because that would get us. That would get Lowry just like invigorated. So that'd be true too. I'd, so for you, it's Milwaukee. And actually, know, the, the Jason Kidd firing doesn't put you at ease. No, because I think Giannis is just special. You're basically still like Giannis. 
46ers seven minutes a game. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and uh, Stan Van Gundy in Detroit, I'd just rather not. Okay, so you've listed like four teams you don't want to play. No, do I think, I think it's actually just those, mainly those two and Philly like tagging up the bottom. Okay. I'd be fine with anyone else. Indy, I'd be, I'd be very fine with. So is Indy the team at all those teams um, that you're kind of like, honestly, if I had to play... If, if if there's one team that we're, that I'm most confident against, it's Indy. Yeah, maybe New York if they made it, because um, I don't think they're great. Okay. Um, but I'd also be fine with Washington. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think that I'd be fine with that. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm, Thomas, I'm totally, so same Milwaukee. I'm totally gonna yeah second you. I'm terrified of Giannis. He sufficiently scared me. Terrifying. Uh, I I don't even watch his games. I, I threw a Good. Beer, I threw a beer bottle at my TV. Nice and still was, in there. Yeah, yeah. still in wow. there. And it was actually just a commercial for traveling to Greece. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I don't want to play them. I actually think Kev. I think Philly would be great for us. I, I think we could handle Embiid. I know he's he's played well against us, but yeah, I, I'd take Philly in a heartbeat. Um, another just. Weird team I wouldn't want to play, just as a total side note for superstitions, is Charlotte. Oh, yeah? We just always seem to play so well. Mm-hmm. Like, who's who's the one guy, Henderson, who mm-hmm. always went off against Well, yeah, us? William like, Liu does the Gerald Henderson Award for every uh, post-game <laughs> podcast he does, which is a description of a player who basically does nothing all year but lights up the Raptors. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Literally yeah. every game he gives someone a Gerald Henderson award, and it's based off of Gerald Henderson and the Bobcats okay, well, yeah, murdering like, us I just for no reason every time no we ever play For no reason. Him. I yeah. feel like we could crush Charlotte, but for whatever yeah. reason. Dwight would be like, like, like I'm an MVP Ger- again. Like Gerald Henderson, who's, who's not on that team, would somehow sign with them. Would, would sign like, with them. Right. And um, be the first player coach in a long time. Cool. Uh, so for me, um, I think Milwaukee's a pretty solid bet uh, as far as a team that like no one should want to play mm-hmm. uh, in the East, just because of Giannis. But I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say um, Washington. Uh, I think Washington has a mental edge on us. Well, I, I think yeah. they are a straight up playoff team um, because they're they're the biggest example in the East I can think of that. What happens in the regular season kind of doesn't, I mean, besides Cleveland, um, but kind of doesn't matter because while Beal and Porter playing plus 40 minutes a game eliminates any of our um, DeLon or, you know, uh, Siakam or Pirtle advantage. Also, like, like, it's like the, our whole second unit does not matter against Washington. And our first unit, you want to talk about like where you're, you're going toe to toe match? Totally. Up. Wall's, Wall's Wall eyes light be- up when he plays Lowry. He's Wall like, I can Beal, physically like, dominate you yikes. for these next seven games, period. I actually think that our. Same with Beal and, and DeRozan, if I, we're being totally honest. I Beal think is I'm, not afraid of DeRozan. I think our new personnel actually makes a difference. I think that like Ibaka, Siakam, Wright, Powell, and OG give us different looks than we had against Washington last time we saw them in the playoffs. Totally. Uh, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I think, like, uh, the the I, whole fear of the Raptors losing in the first round, period, is... is I mean, better less, be, right? Is less there. I mean, we still have to prove that we... We did beat Milwaukee in, 60, in six games. Yeah. That, that's kind of where my we had like We had, from, like, one bad game them. in that series, really. We got beat a couple times. We had one, like, bad game, I thought. Yeah, the first game was not really good, and third, the third game is one where we just got destroyed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I was I was at that game. I went all the way to Washington to go watch that. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and, yeah, Lowry throwing the ball at the ref. 
Oh, you're talking about the sweep, the Washington sweep? Oh, sorry. Was that what you guys were saying? We were just saying Milwaukee, but... Oh, whoops. Um, you monster. Whoopsie. Yeah. Well, Washington scares me because I think that any team where they, they can transform how they play just by trying harder and playing better yeah. defense yeah. scares me. That's definitely and, true. And Wall... Wall's a legit superstar. Wall can just look at Lowry and be like, I am going to outplay you in this series, period. And I think we'll, Beal maybe can't do that with DeRozan, but it's really tight. So who Porter you? can for sure do that with whomever we play at the three. Um, Porter will look at OG and be like, I got this. I'm yeah, going to outplay... I'm going to eviscerate OG. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, so th- that kind of scares me with Washington. The team I think I'm not scared of is Philly. I just don't think they have what it takes to play good in the playoffs. I think they have really exciting players with um, Ben Simmons and Embiid, but I think we'd roast them. I think that's a potential sweep for us in the playoffs. Yeah, you're probably so, right. They, they, them or Detroit. so nice. Them or, a them or a first-round sweep would be incredible. I think, I think playing Detroit... Yeah, obviously they have players, but they just have no real advantage on us, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I don't uh, think Stan Van Gundy could coach. Couldn't make it happen. Like he, he, can't can't sure can coach, coach Stanley Johnson to beat yeah. DeRozan. You know, uh, we've what been on the wraps a long time here. I was yeah. going to uh, I was gonna pose a trade deadline question, but uh, we're going to have another podcast before the trade deadline. Yeah. So forget about it. Let's Save move on one. to the... Uh, let's Yeah, let's uh, move on to the NBA. All right. Uh. All right, um, <laughs> Matt, Smooth. you uh, you leaning into the mic there? You got? Uh, oh, you guys uh, ready for my little segment? You oh got, yes, you got sorry, to say? I, I said move on to the NBA, but I forgot about your uh, special segment. Oh yeah, no, just a real quick thing. We're just um, part of the podcast. Uh, we're trying to re- support new music and new artists and stuff. Oh my God. And coming sure. from uh, Toronto, there's a new musician out there called Tim Moore. And he's got a hot track that's available in Compact Disc. Oh, wow. So everyone just chill out and enjoy this quick. Okay, yeah, enjoy this track. That was Tim Moore. You can get that on Compact Disc. Wow. Uh, it's Thanks, not available Tim. on Spotify yet, but uh, yeah, right. you know, he's really uh, doing a lot right now, and so, we're uh, trying to support him best. Good, good, yeah. good young man working yeah. on that track. Wow. It's called um, Iggy Pole. Wow, compact is, and he's he's ten going on eleven, or yeah, he's ten. Going wow, that's <laughs> impressive. That's yeah. so impressive. Got <laughs> um, some Gucci gang feel to it. Yes. Short, yeah. it was sweet, Very but good. it was to the point. That's all music needs to be these days. Yeah, yes, me. Um, cool. All right, guys, we'll we'll start a little lighthearted on the on the NBA fair. Um, just a real quick question for you, um, with with a sub question to follow, guys. But I'll start. Okay. I'll I'll throw it to you first, Tom. Hot, hot question off the top. All-Star Games coming up. Who is your All-Star MVP this year? And what's their line? What's the story? Um, Harden. Nice. I say Harden goes off and he just wants he 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 just wants to take it all this year and let everyone know that he should have won MVP last year. Cool. That's great. Should have won All-Star MVP last year as well? Or just MVP MVP. No, who won All-Star MVP last year? I'm gonna say Westbrook? I don't really remember though. Yeah, I think he was it Westbrook? I don't know. I feel like Westbrook. I'm, Could have been Westbrook. Yeah, I'll throw a figure out. Yeah. Um, Freddie, all-star MVP. Um yeah, it's always a nice mix of like who is gonna be extremely selfish, jack up threes, and not really or only pass the ball if it's to like accomplish a triple double. Yeah. Um because that's what that game is, you know what I mean? Or alley oops. 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, for sure. That's like, I, I, okay, can, can I just like, just a mini gripe here? Sure. I'm so tired of basketball personalities complaining about no defense in the in the. Oh, my game. God. It's Literally, so dumb. Get over it or petition to stru- petition to vote in all-stars that are defensive players. Or like. If, if we're going to like look at statistics. Yeah. And, you know, always vote in the best offensive players in the NBA. Understand that that's what the game is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love it, it too. Like, I, it's, it's I love it. I love so it. annoying. I love like, that it's a shootout, and if it does get close, you can see it get a little a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about but, this? Each player on the winning team brings home ten wins for their team. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Make 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 defense matter. Quick sidebar: Anthony Davis won last year. Ah, nice. Nice. Um, yeah. That makes my pick look so lame. But I was going to say Anthony Davis. Great. He can um, go back to back. He's going to like. I swear to God. No, he's got to make. He's got to make a little with, statement. I th- I think he's the type of guy who every single time he gets the ball in the game is going to do a layup or dunk it, and, and he's probably going to get like, like thirty rebounds. Yeah. Um, and maybe some blocks. Whereas I think the whole three point game is going to be everyone just going to be jacking him. So there'll be some weird tie between like. Curry, Harden, Durant, Irving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, Westbrook's always an option just mm. because he's just such an extremely selfish player. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Kevin Durant taking it this year, outshining yeah. LeBron on his own team. Mm-hmm. I could see him really wanting to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I, could. I think Durant's an option. And Durant's also someone who could maybe rack up other stats. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the sub-question to that is, um, I mean, my biggest all-star snub is now in there, but is there an all-star snub for you guys uh, still at this point, or is everyone everyone who ought to be in there Wait, now? Wait, Drummond's in now, right? Drummond is not in, so that's maybe that's, that's the one. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wait, so Boogie's out, George is in. Exactly, correct? yeah. Um, who is a bigger snub than Drummond? Um so you got uh, Ben Simmons not in there. You got um, uh, Lou Williams not in there. Yeah, I would have loved if Lou Williams. Yeah, that would have yeah, been, been really great. It would have been would have been exciting for sure. Yeah, and 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 you know that that's something that kind of like like in line with what I was saying before bothers me a little bit because mm-hmm. Lou Williams is the type of guy where people are like, well, he doesn't play any defense. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So does half the All Stars. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. But yeah, um, I, uh, you know, I'm actually going to agree with Thomas Drummond. Mm. Uh, he's 24. He's leading the league in rebounds. Uh, he's been pretty great this year. Uh, he's in wildly improved free throw. I think that's uh, actually so commendable too, like at yeah. this stage of his career. Um, From 30 to what is it? Like 70-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was a bit weird that Wall ended up making it. I guess um, that's just a rookie thing, maybe. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a kind of a reputation yeah. thing, too. Is it weird that LeBron hasn't been All-Star MVP in 10 years? Is that a weird thing? Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, if you asked me that question, like, has LeBron been an All-Star MVP in the last 10 years? I would say yes. 2008 was the last time. Whoa. I, w- I would imagine that All-Star MVP is, like, one of, it's it's even more so than the MVP where there's probably voter fatigue of the mm-hmm. same guy getting it. And it's so much about scoring. And besides LeBron's first five years, uh, that's he's even though he's on pace to be the best scorer that ever lived, mm-hmm. that's not the best part of his game. 
Do you think Which he's going to catch Kareem? Do you think it's going to happen? Um, it's, Honestly, that's going to be fun to watch because your body breaks down yeah. in your 30s. I, and I, and I, anyone who seems invincible is not. Yeah. Watch them totally, in their 30s. Totally. Yeah. And crazy. yet we've just witnessed this one guy just be invincible. He yeah. is the best conditioned player, maybe bit, athlete he, of all time. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, like Bill Simmons has been saying that a lot recently, but I think he is going to go down as the best athlete that ever lived in he, any sport. His conditioning is just like for, like, so how many finals runs now? Well, seven you know, in a row. Seven in a row. Yeah. This guy's went to and played the Olympics and done this and that. And, Crazy. I don't know. This season, it's like he's not he's not even skipping a beat, this guy. Mm-hmm. He, and, and then in terms of skipping a beat and then still playing for a lot, like, I wonder what the old man LeBron effect is going to be yeah. when his game transitions. He can't start doing the things that we've always seen him do. I could see he's him going a, Jason Kidd route, just like he's a, He's the smartest player we've ever yeah. seen. I wouldn't be surprised if we see this guy. He might play till 40. Yeah, like. I yeah, mean, something no, it's, crazy. It's, it's going like, to be fun to watch for sure. Mm. Watch this guy be like 45 still dunking on guys. Like, look at Manu Ginobili. Yeah. Yeah. He's and and VC. VC's 41, still mm-hmm. dunking. Love him. Does he have the potential to kind of be the Wayne Gretzky of just having like records no one can touch? Maybe, eh? Um, I think like I'd have to go through LeBron's records and 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 and, and have a look at like what's the most untouchable. Yeah. Um. I think one thing that might be up there just because he already has the record is playoff points. Yeah. Yeah. So most playoff because he's going to go to the playoffs, you know, very likely for the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and even from the beginning of last year, he's just adding on to that. Yeah. So you're going to need a player. Whoever beats him is going to have to never, ever miss the playoffs and Uh always go deep Mm. and always be a volume score in the playoffs and never get shut down. Oh, my God. So it's it's kind of crazy. To match those minutes, somebody like to – because, yeah, matching the minutes, just going to the finals. is This guy's never – and to think he's – I believe he has so many years left. I hope you're right. I would love to just keep watching him forever. You want to know who, uh, oddly enough, might catch LeBron in some of these weird, like, oh my god, is this ever going to be beaten? Uh, records is Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's all he's had like he's had more injuries, but he's at like a very slightly and actually a lot faster if you consider his injuries, faster scoring pace. So it's like LeBron's youngest player to score thirty thousand. The next youngest player to score thirty thousand is going to be Kevin Durant, and that's how it's been his whole career. But yeah. uh, so I he see, scores more than LeBron. I see Durant as just they—they they just have two different body types. And if I were to bet on which one's going to last longer, mm-hmm. totally. Durant say, had the Jones fracture, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Like, no, that could mean he has to retire when he's like thirty-five or something. He—he's a a beautiful player in that he's like made a new position and he's incredible how fast he is. But LeBron is like a running back at six, nine. And when he's cradling that ball, I don't mm-hmm. know. And when, when he takes that away, he still just has a plethora. Yeah. Once Kevin Durant loses that shot and that step, I don't see him dishing the ball as well as LeBron. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell. It's also hard to tell how long he's just going to like always go to the finals with Golden well, State. Well, <laughs> I guess I you should know? have let you know that I could see the future. Sure. So 
That's what I should have <laughs> said before this whole part that we were talking about. Nice. Um, Awesome. Uh, well, uh, yeah, LeBron witness tangent aside, it's, it's always we need you need one every now and yeah. again. It's like <laughs> he does not get marveled at enough to what, be what quite else? honest. Did I do that again? What else no, he got for us, Kev? A little bit, a little bit more of a downer from there. Oh, nice, um, I like that. So this <laughs> this week, there's been three season-ending injuries oh, I can't in the last like two days. Three um, so boogie boogie uh, Andre Robertson. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. yeah. And season-ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look. Season ending just uh, goes up, goes up for a, uh, an alley oop, slips on some something, and his patellar tendon is just like bye. Oh man, uh, okay. it looks very bad. And Conley is, is done for the season. Mm-hmm. Well, I should have known that for my fantasy team. So sorry, <laughs> damn it. So sorry, my friend. Well, you know what sucks about that fantasy tangent now um, <laughs> is they strung him along forever. Yes, I. You know, it would have been nice if they told me via yeah. Yahoo notifications uh, perhaps three or four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm last in most of my leagues, and I have Conley in all of them. Great. Um, <laughs> but also, have, he's a person, yeah. and I hope he gets better. Yeah. Um, I hope he does, too. Um, so the question Damn, is... that sucks. The question is, then... It's actually um, smart for Memphis, but sorry. Uh, sort of a two-folder. Um, how does this shake out for the playoffs? Um, you know, who's the more impactful injury is probably pretty obvious with it being boogie mm-hmm. um, but how's the shake out for the playoffs and then what uh what are the trades that can that happen that can happen to bolster or for some teams to leap over what's give me give me some playoff ramifications of of, uh, of these injuries thomas which specifically robertson and boogie like boogie devastating yeah achilles injuries have got to be one of the most serious hard to come back yeah in a contract injuries. year too in a Just contract terrible. year, like, yeah, you know, I, I feel so bad for Boogie as a person, also for, like, the machine that he's a part of, that everyone knows that these Achilles in- injuries are bad, and a guy that could have been, you know, he's still going to make a, an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, he'll still make money, but... It could be the a, a difference of, like, $40 million or something crazy for him, because... That's a tough injury to come back from. And what about New Orleans for the playoffs or for their franchise? What uh, happens here? Yeah, I think that I would love for him to stay in New Orleans, but uh, I never mind any of those guys chasing money. And I think, I don't know what's going to happen for the for the Pelicans in the playoffs. I think they're in a playoff position right now. Yeah, right? they're in sixth. They're in sixth. Uh, I, I want to see Davis... Like him, him in the playoffs is incredible. So, are Brow and Drew Holiday like enough to carry it? Do you think? No, like that was the big thing, right? Getting those two guys together was just like everything, and they, you know, we've we've seen them progress a lot, and different things happen, and how, and it's all starting to work. And Boogie was just having such a season, like such a season. Yeah, yeah, really special. I, I like. I feel like yeah. Every basketball fan in the world heard that. Like, yeah, it was just losing Boogie. Like, man, you want to talk about one of the games I love tossing on to watch? I love watching Boogie. Oh man, it was was absolutely devastating. Is there hope for New Orleans, Freddie? You think? Yeah, I'm going to take a bit more of a um, optimistic tone here. So I think that uh, there might be a really weird silver lining here with Boogie, which is that. Uh, his season is over. You know, he's got this Achilles injury, which is just so 
awful for anyone who ever gets an Achilles injury. And it's going to massively decrease his value. Our our team's still going to throw tons of money at him? Of course. Yeah. But does this maybe potentially, you know, optimistically open the door for a little bit of a cheaper contract for New Orleans? He does enjoy being there. Like, sure. they were pretty yeah. confident about him resigning. And yeah. yeah. Could that, you could know, this like exactly. literally decrease his value and honestly open up his team's potential? Exactly. To, to have a yeah. good, like, because he is so good. Right. You want just him to be surrounded by this might be, people that. This might be, and I think, again, this is so super optimistic. Um, but it could be a Curry ankle situation mm-hmm. where, based on his injury, he's slightly undervalued. And no, you know, if we're being totally realistic, like at his age, I think he's twenty eight, twenty seven, yeah, or he's twenty seven, um, with an Achilles injury and his size and all things considered, you really have to be. And it's the type of his game too. Yeah, you he, you really really have to be doubtful that he'll ever be able to return to. Even ninety percent of where, Literally, where he was at. Dude, there's nobody that's like if you look at guys. I was looking at it like you yeah. look at guys' stats from Achilles injuries, and it's tough. The person he should be calling up, he should be on the horn with right now. But I hope he is. Is Kobe? Yeah, but Kobe. That was the end of his career. His Achilles. That injury. was the end of his career. But he's the only guy that was able to come back and still match his stats. I think every other person he should give know. a call to Wes Matthews. Yeah, Wes Matthews, who took a long right. time. And he didn't really come back to like the West Matthews that was super exciting on Portland, but he did manage to be a like role player. And I think that there's a lot that Biggie, uh, Biggie, that, that that Boogie can kind of like still do. Like I think he is such good hands and he can shoot and he's strong. But I think conditioning is going to be massive. Yeah. Running up and down the floor, his quickness is shot. Yes. So, um, but I think anyway. So. so I think there can be a weird silver lining, maybe potentially. Well, I, I hope. I, I hope also you're think right. that the Clippers haven't shown me enough uh, and still might lose DeAndre that they can really be that team that bumps New Orleans out of the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. New Orleans, with Davis and Holiday and their hodgepodge of other players, can maintain a 500. Uh, Average, and yep. I think that's going to be enough to get eighth in the West. Yeah, cool. uh, that, that, the bottom of the West. Is, I think they can hang on. Yeah. I guess it depends how good Denver plays. Or um, sorry, did, did Denver, 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 Denver and Portland are going to pass them. Yeah, because Millsap's going to come back, and Portland's like not bad. But I think that, um, yeah, I think that the Clippers. I'm not sure. I think the Clippers could easily struggle again. Or you think have, Utah makes a run with Gobert back in? Yeah, I I do. I I just don't think they're close enough. Yeah. To you know, there's nice. only there's only like 35 games left. Yeah. So to get over 500 requires you to play some pretty like pretty stellar, pretty ball. stellar winning yeah. basketball. Um, um. And I think yeah, New Orleans can can maybe sustain. Uh, what about OKC? Big deal. I mean, Robertson like never scores, yeah. but he's one. No, it, one it, of their maybe it's their a best very defender. big deal for yeah. OKC and in the in the playoffs for them. I mean, like people will talk about like you know Robertson being like a. A nothing on offense, but if you're playing against Houston or Golden State or He's like Minnesota or these top tier teams, or you know even um, uh, San Antonio with a healthy Kawhi, Roberson's going to see minutes against them. Yeah, you know he's a valuable player, and yeah, he's and like that's their, a loss for sure. He's their B side, like Iggy, right? Yeah, yeah, B side Tony Allen situation. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, that's a big loss. Uh, and I don't know who fills it for them. To be honest, yeah. like he's un- he's an elite defender and. Totally, and there's no one else on their team really. I think that can step up to fill that void, um, which is a real shame. 
Um, all right, we'll keep it moving along. Uh, just a just a bit of a bit of a fun question for you guys. So yep. there was there's a lot of debate uh, a couple weeks ago now, I guess. When uh, James Johnson and Ibaka got into it, and there was a lot of debate about <laughs> uh, probably with me, yeah, yeah. possibly. There's yeah. a lot of debate about you know who would win in a fight, and then <laughs> oh well, like which which NBA player would be the best in a fight, which NBA player would be the best in an MMA ring, and you know we got to d- down to technical merits and all that. But I'm switching up a little bit for you guys here, okay? And I'll I'll throw it to you first, Freddie, for right. this one. Uh, Very excited. Which NBA player would be the best wrestling hero? WWE wrestling, and which would be the best wrestling heel villain? Oh, this is wonderful. Um, best wrestling hero. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to overthink this. I'm just trying to think who's a really good performer <laughs> and who would be who I think could channel. You know, the like the way the characters speak and all that kind of stuff. Um, Chuck Hayes is Yokozuna. <laughs> oh God. Um, Best hero, best hero. Uh, I think. Oh man, um, I'm ready. If you, need you know, to... Thomas, can you hop in? I want to think about this for a couple of yeah. oh, more man. seconds. I like like a, just an epiphany. It just hit sure. me. Sure, not in the league anymore. But who could be a better WWE than Chris Anderson? Chris Anderson, hero or villain? You think hero? Hero? Birdman coming in. <laughs> My God. I think Birdman's like the first guy who gets tossed in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he like, is. He's like, oh, he's the he, Birdman's he here. Is, and then but, like, but when you guys like cooperate to throw him out, and they're like, let's carry on with the match. Do you know how many fans, <laughs> shout out to Royal Rumble tonight, do you know how many fans that <gasps> would lo- love a person like that? <laughs> hey, Birdman's in the Royal Rumble? He, I'm happy. He's yes, a, for people, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's the first to get tossed out, but we all love him, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who's, who's the evil guy coming in? He probably might make an appearance tonight. I don't know if they're playing, but Clay Thompson, right? Is oh, the Clay villain. Thompson, like the I- IRS-style <laughs> wrestling I don't know. He's coming in as like a banker. <laughs> no, or... Yeah, Clay Thompson would be, would be like the fake ref. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, he's like, like oh, the, it's Clay Thompson in a ref. The uniform. fake lawyer, the fake ref, yeah, the yeah, fake banker. Sure. But he slips out from under the <laughs> ring, starts showing too many legal papers, and then like hits a guy with a crowbar in the knee and runs out. That's and the guy that he true. hits is Birdman. <laughs> no, Thomas, Thomas whole, setting up a Thomas, few for the ages. Thomas' whole story. Yeah, anyways, yeah, I didn't write the um, script for tonight for Royal Rumble, yeah. but I sure wish I did. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> best heel. I'm going to start with. Okay, great. I'm going to say the absolute best heel, uh, and it might kind of come out of nowhere here, um, is uh, Marcus Ole. Nice. Okay. Yeah, just like I think Marcus Ole is going to be so calm, like a silent, scary monster. A silent, type. scary. He's a full-on Kane. Okay. You Sting. know, Undertaker <laughs> scenario, and also like him and Powell might do like some switching. Oh, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, he takes off the mask. It's Powell. What the heck? Oh my god. And then it's just like, my gosh. <laughs> oh no! Like, and he'd be like, like Powell Gasol or Marcus Ole would really get into his character. He'd be like, maybe like. He'd be like um, one of those like giant worms from Tremors. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, the tre- the whole like everything's rumbling. Like, oh, here comes a tremor. And like his his like little finishing move would be like he'd pull you under the mat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and as far as hero, I'm gonna say um, it's going to be someone like John Wall. 
Okay, yeah. Because I think the personality's there, uh, the handsomeness is there, the, you know, the maybe a little bit of fake patriotism to unite all oh, of America. Man, yeah. he could, you know he, what I mean? He's got that stuff. But I think also he maybe has the agility, and thanks for letting me go second, Tom, because I was really thinking about this. Nice. Um, <laughs> I think he has a bit of that Rey Mysterio quality. Yeah, okay. It's like, oh, he's bouncing around. Oh, he's dancing. Is this his final move? No. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I see you know that what I mean? Kurt uh, Angle, totally. He could yeah, be, well, he's he could got, be he's the all-American... He's got Big time yeah, John some Wall. of all those that. qualities. And um, as far as a guy who just like everyone hates and gets like punked, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, I know probably you're thinking like someone like LeVar Ball. Absolutely not. He's just a very entertaining manager. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's the it's, valet with it's the It's fucking Adam here. Silver. Okay. You kidding me? <laughs> Adam Silver walks down and he's like, he's like expecting everyone to thank him. And you just have all these people turn on him. And they all do their finishing move to him. He gets like 45 <laughs> stunners. You know what I mean? He's just laying there like a wasted human being <laughs> pouring milk on him or whatever. Yeah. 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 Just um, sorry. I got to say, do you know who'd be another snake big time? Mm-hmm. You just like, no, I don't know. You guys let me know what he could be. But Lance Stevenson, he'd be. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Best He'd film. be like the unhinged guy who was nev- never like a good guy or a bad guy, just like always oh, like yeah. snapping so, on okay, people. Yeah, or he'd so. be like the dud match. Like, you know how like in a WrestleMania, <laughs> there's like that match that nobody cares about? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like totally filler. Yeah. It's like Lance. And like, you know what I mean? They're, they don't even have a, like a character or like a uniform. They're just in like a Speedo. Yeah. yeah. It's like red Speedo versus blue Speedo. <laughs> Literally no one cares. <laughs> We're going to talk about the match that's coming up later. Yeah. Shame on these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's I a mean, big night for them though, man. That's a big night for you sure. You got to look yeah. into those guys' big profiles. Payday. Yeah. Uh, I got to give a, a, I mean, a shout out to the obvious one of Draymond. I decided not to go there, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he pretty much already is a WWE oh, yeah. villain. Um, he's got he the, the gold dust nut kicking finishing yeah, move. Yeah, exactly. Sure. He's, oh, yeah. Got the fin- he's got his finishing move. He's shown it and yeah. he's great at it. Um, yeah. Mine is, um, so there's, uh, there's two guys who enter the league as best friends. And they're a tag team, just like it's the super nice, Hardy boys. The super nice boys. Uh, it's Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook, and they're best friends, and they're and they're just like charismatic and helping each other out. But Jimmy's too fresh faced, and Russ he wants some of that glory. So then totally. all of a sudden, one day in the ring, Russ just like whips out the steel chair and just crushes Jimmy's hopes. And then we got Good we got to set up, but you know. But yeah, Russ, you still kind of love. Russ, you still love, and that's what I'm saying. You Russ know, he's, is the stone cold. He's for sure. he's a villain for a little totally. while, and then everyone's still buying the shirts anyway, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can see him cracking beers. Yeah, no, Russ is stone cold, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and Jimmy Butler for all of the same reasons you said, John Wall. I think he's just got like that all American vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah. Very, um, well, I think that about does it for our yeah, NBA stuff. I think so. Uh, should we switch over to Pro Line? Do we? Yeah, I got picks Pro all ready to go. Yeah. Okay, hit us up, Maddie. All right, we got Pro Line picks uh, part of the episode here, and we've got five games that we are going to Ooh. bet on. Um, would you like me to explain quickly how it works? Yeah, why don't you give it a quick rundown for the uh, every, folks at home? Every game's got an overdog and an underdog, and the overdog has always got the spread by a certain amount of points that they got to win. First one is Milwaukee at Chicago, and Milwaukee has a spread by two, so that Milwaukee has to win by two if you're picking Milwaukee to win. And a uh, quick uh, recap, the guests are still horrible, so there's a lot of pressure on Thomas today. Okay. Uh, they got a 353 win percentage. Fred, you're in third with a 412. Ouch. I'm in second with a 471. Oof. It's like the Eastern Conference here. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kev is in first with a 750. Win percentage. Oh, Very yeah. unlike last year. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I won the lottery. That's what happened. So our first one is Milwaukee at Chicago. Kev, you want to give us the first one? I'm going to take Milwaukee. Okay. Brad. Got to go with Milwaukee over Chicago. It's only two points. Yep. I'm calling it Milwaukee by nine. So if I get it right, we should get an extra something for the no. guests. <laughs> we'll talk about that after yeah, the show. I don't know about that. Just toss it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely go Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis is back, and he's healthy-ish. Next game, we got Phoenix at Houston. This is a huge spread. Uh, Houston has it by 15. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, you started off this time. Honestly... That's just too big of a spread. Uh, it can, it could happen. I'll probably be wrong, but I think the NBA works hard to make sure that that doesn't happen as much as we'd like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you're going, go Phoenix. going Phoenix. Taking the under. Fred? It's Phoenix by what, sorry? Houston. Houston. Houston by 15. 15. <sighs> Phoenix. Kev? I'm also going to have to go Phoenix. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Houston. Ooh. I think. I think smart uh, decision. Yeah. You go the other way. You could gain some points. Yep. Next game, we've got Detroit at Cleveland. Cleveland has a spread by eight and a half. Ooh. Mm. Um, I will go first, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Detroit because Cleveland has just been. Real weird lately. Did you see Isaiah Thomas came out uh, yesterday? He's like, I never called out Kevin Love. I was like, (laughs) Kevin Love, you left the bench, and everyone was wondering where you were and why you weren't with the team. That's all. (laughs) 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 Um, I didn't see it, but apparently there was some moment where Kevin Love did like a very exaggerated bow. It's so funny. It's amazing. I'll pull it up for you. That's awesome. I I didn't see that either. Uh, Kev. I'm going to go Detroit. Fred. Also going to go Detroit. And wait, Matt, you went Detroit too? I did. Well, I'm going Cleveland. All right. Who? Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, I think Th- Thomas, you're going to this game tonight. Yeah. Lakers mm. at Toronto. Toronto has a spread by ten. By ten. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think we're hungry after that poor performance, and I love betting with the home team. Big spread. Still going with it. Raptors. Mm-hmm. All right. And I will. Uh, also go Raptors. I bet against them last time, and it really bit me in the behind. Yeah. Kev? Ouch. I'm going with the crowd. Raptors. And Fred. Ten points. Can they do it? You better believe they can. And <laughs> they're going to do it because they just lost to Utah at home. Yeah. And this is an example game. Yeah. And I think uh, they'll... I feel like Lowry's going to have like 40. Yeah, they'll have like a 23-point lead at some point. You know, LA will make a couple mini runs, but they'll yeah. win by 10. Last game, we've got Philly at OKC. OKC has the spread by four. That'll be a fun game. Yeah. Mm. Fred, you start it. Yeah. I'm going to say Philly. Kev? OKC by four, you said? Four. OKC by four. I'm going Philly as well. They're going to feel Robertson for the night. Okay. I'm going going OKC. OKC? They can pull that up. Yeah, I think OKC is going to win by at least six or eight. So I'm going to OKC. Great. And that does it for your pro line picks. Gambling kids, make sure that you do with parental. <laughs> yeah, all those 10-year-old <laughs> kids totally listening to this. Guys, Matt's <laughs> falling apart. Um, 
<laughs> thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for a great show. Thanks for coming in, Thomas. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, you go, got any, Labs, go. You got anything coming up you want to plug, Tom? Oh, my gosh. I don't have actually anything. Okay. Uh, well, what? Paradigm Plumbing. If you guys need plumbing. Uh, and that's an, why don't you explain that very, just very quickly for oh anyone God. listening? Uh, I have a very good friend, uh, Alan McCluskey, just a great plumber. Uh-huh. Uh, great plumber, great. marathon runner. Marathon runner, all around great guy. Yeah. Focus yeah. on the plumbing. Where are you going to find it? Paradigm Plumbing. Where am I going to find it? Where can folks find it? They need. Where, the, the, yeah. I, right. I need my sink fixed. Uh, and well, this guy just said this random word. Great. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a link to to how you can contact him. Uh, hopefully on this uh, the the podcast uh, link or something. Okay, you know? I'll and put so it on. If I page. Google Paradigm Plumbing, you're coming up. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. I'll link Thomas's name to Paradigm Plumbing. Isn't there an app <laughs> of some sort? There is an app you can, but I'm not promoting for Jiffy. But there is a contract. Oh, I app. see what's going on oh, here. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got to be careful. My bad. Yeah. It's okay. Don't, Don't worry. Trouble with the plumbing world. No worries. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, there's an app, really cool app. If you're having any problems, called Jiffy that you okay. just wow. contracting cool. different things. And yeah, sometimes, but we're not promoting Jiffy on this no. pod. No. They're not sometimes, giving us any money. No. If you're real lucky, you can find Paradigm Plumbing through okay. that. Cool. Wonderful. Great. Paradigm Plumbing, check it out. Yeah. Get, get, your, uh, get your stuff fixed and get it, fi- get it fixed right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? Thanks for listening to episode 56. Uh, if you could go to iTunes and give us a rating, it's great. Thanks for those of you that have been doing it. You can also do it on Stitcher, and we will see you in February. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>